You are listening to the Fantasy Nightcap, a fantasy collective production with your host, Shane. Grab a drink, kick back, and enjoy the show. Welcome in to the Fantasy Nightcap. Grab a drink, kick back, and relax. I'll be your bartender for the, tonight, Shane. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And tonight I have a special guest that requires us to step outside the bar because he's not old enough to be in the bar yet. And that is Mr. Hutchison Brown, founder of the Young Fantasy Mind Football Podcast, who you can find on Twitter at TYMNFL. T-Y-F-M NFL. Oh, it's so okay, close. man. Sorry. Everyone messes it up. You got T-Y-F-M-N-F-L it. T-Y-F-M NFL yeah, on good, Twitter. Man. And you as you guys it. can hear, that is my guest, Hutchison. Hutchison, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. I'm super excited to be recording with you. It, you know, you talked about the show you know, earlier today, actually. like It was pretty last <laughs> second, but I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate your flexibility. Um, it was a last-minute cancellation by my normal guest host for tonight. Um, and then I found out my basketball game was later than I thought. So I was like, I feel like Hutch is going to fit in a little bit better than the other guy I was talking to. So thank you for your flexibility and, and willingness to jump on. Um, Absolutely, man. so, all right, Hutch, before we get talking about the usual waiver wires and top shelf and flat performances, uh, we do have a weekly segment on here. You are a little young for it, but I'm still going to ask you anyway, what are you drinking tonight, Hutch? I'm drinking water, actually. Nice. Water. Very nice. Water. Um, I, because I just finished my basketball game and f- am finishing off my Gatorade Zero, I got the, uh, I think it's Glacier Freeze. Yes, it's Glacier Freeze, which is the best, best Gatorade flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's the best one. It's the best one. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, let's get started. Now it is time for our top shelf and flat performances so hutch this segment we will do a top shelf qb a top shelf running back a top shelf wide receiver a top shelf tight end and then a flat for each position as well and typically we go qb qb running back running back so you'll see mm-hmm. how we do it. but right. as the guest i would like for you to start off with your baby face uh self <laughs> with your baby say baby faced pick <laughs> All right, so the first guy here, you might already know who it is because Zach Wilson didn't have a big game, but Mac Jones still <laughs> did. Mac Jones with 310 yards and two touchdowns in the win over the Titans. Just a monster game from him here. 32 pass attempts, great to see that from him. Like You're just going to have these games from Mac Jones where he's just super on point. I mean, he's been on point all season. He just hasn't got the volume, and there's going yeah. to be games, especially against weaker defenses, where he gets the volume. And when he gets it, he's going to succeed. That's just flat out true. Like, he's been so on point. When he gets the volume, he's going to succeed. When the Patriots offense is moving, he's going to succeed. So Mac Jones, look, he's you're going to have to play matchups with him because the low volume is so frustrating for fantasy football. But if you can find a matchup where it's going to be a higher scoring game and or it's a great matchup, like with Tennessee, with that Tennessee defense. Like, if you can find a matchup like that, or if you can find a matchup that should be high scoring game 
that's the matchup you want to target to play Matt Does he Jones. still have to play Miami one more time? I believe so, yeah, but I actually would not play him against Miami. Miami has looked really good on defense. Yeah, and lately. I, I hyped their secondary up a lot in the offseason as one of the potentially best secondaries in the league, and I yeah. still stand by that from a talent standpoint. Um, but they yeah, have some agree. really, really random off games where they're just bad. And it's like, what happened? Um, and I think Belichick is clearly a good enough coach to where he might be able to scheme Mac some some good throws in that game. And that might be a game that he might be worth starting. But I I also like pump the brakes, like you said, because it might be it could be low volume for him there. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. That's the only thing holding me back. Because if he was getting like 30 pass attempts per game, I'm all in on Mac Jones. But he's a low passing volume quarterback. He doesn't get rushing, so it just hurts. So yeah. should I go with my flat QB now? And, and then you go. Yeah, we'll do it that way. Go ahead. Okay. So for my flat QB, I teased this out earlier in the show. But man, Cam Newton sucked in this game. Throws two <laughs> picks and gets benched against my defense. And look, I almost made it my bench of the week at the quarterback position. I was this close, but I picked Ryan Tannehill instead, and that still worked out. But a bunch of people asked me, like, Kirk Cousins or Cam this week, right? I had three people, like, I sent out a tweet earlier Sunday morning saying, send me your last-minute start sick questions. I had yeah. two people ask me, Cam, or, Cam, Cam Newton or Kirk Cousins? And I said Kirk Cousins, here's why. Cam Newton, right, when he went up against Washington, you've got no film on this guy. You yeah. have no idea what his tendencies are. You have no idea how he wants to run the offense, right? And now after the Washington game where he had a big game, you see everything he likes to do, everyone he wants to target, the plays he likes to run, the way he likes to pass, and they figured him out and shut him down. This game proved that Cam Newton is absolutely washed and he's not good anymore. He's done. The game has proved that he's done. He's washed. He's not good anymore. If he were to come out here against a defense that's been on fire lately and have a big game, that would be something that would be a whole new story. But he came yeah. out and was the Cam Newton with New England. He sucks in this game, like just absolutely trash in this game. And the de- the defense was just ready for him. They knew what yeah. he was doing, and this has proved that he's washed. I, I I'm done with Cam Newton. <laughs> I backed him up a little bit, Joe Zola. If you're listening, I've backed him up to you a little bit, but I'm I'm done. Like the, the this game proved it for me. Freaking mic drop. I like yeah. it. All right, so I'll do my top shelf and flat QBs now. My top shelf is Aaron Rodgers, 307 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he had one on the ground too. Yes, he did have one on the ground. Um, and <laughs> I love it because they just basically like talked a, like mad trash on the Rams because he did the exact same thing to, oh, what was the linebacker? I think it was Leonard Floyd, actually. He did the exact same thing yeah, to him. Floyd. He did the same thing to Floyd uh, in the playoff game last, last year. year. In the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. He baked him and did the him. exact same thing, hit him with a little pump fake, and then scooted into the end zone. This um, time he did it in Ramsey. And uh, I, I just, it was awesome. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's been here before. He's going to be a top-shelf performer week in and week out. Um, and you got to start him. Like, there's pretty much that's pretty much yep. it. Aaron Rodgers is a locked-in top-eight option, a quarterback every single week, even without his rushing. Like, this is a lucky game where you get a rushing touchdown and he has a big game. Yeah. But you're not going to see that often from him. But, he, yeah, yeah, he's a locked-in top-eight quarterback every single week. If Unless you're in, like, a six-team league, he should be in your lineup every single week. 
Yeah. I have one league where I think I have him and Stafford, but it's one QB. And mm-hmm. until recently, it was like, dang, who do I start? But now it's it's been Rodgers every time. Yeah, Stafford's really struggled. This offense has just not looked the not looked great. Yeah. So then my flat performance is someone who's not here often but does show up here every now and again, and it's Lamar Jackson. He only had 165 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. As a Browns fan, I am in a lot of pain today because <laughs> Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions and we scored 10 points. Yeah, now, and you lost the game. And we lost. Thank you for rubbing that in even more. You're welcome. Um, but part of that is Baker. Like, I love Baker. I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that. Baker and Lamar actually had similar fantasy points in most of the leagues that I looked. It was about 12 or 13 for both of them. Yep. Um, I love Baker. He's hurt right now. He needs this. They're on bye this week. Thank God he needs it. Um. He they he needs to rest. He needs to get healthy because other like and then the Ravens defense like they were just basically curb stomping our offensive line. Like oh yeah, uh, Adafe Owe was bursting through the line every single play, making Baker just have absolute nightmares. I I hated it because Hutch and I'm there is a play call to I think Kareem Hunt who I'll talk about later that it was the perfect play call. And Kevin Stefanski is my favorite coach in all of football, pro and college, because he will he's the only person that I've seen that will call a perfectly timed screen. And he called a perfectly timed screen to Kareem Hunt. And Baker just like was getting ready to throw it and Owe was coming at him, and he just lost it, like, right here and fumbled it. And it was just like, oh, my God, that was the – like, if they'd completed it, it would have easily been a 20-yard completion because all of the Ravens were in Baker's face. And it was just like, ugh. And I – it was weird. I I really, like – I'm wondering, like, ball condition, field condition, if those played a part because Baker and Lamar both played so bad. It It was weird. Um, how defensive that game was, and we we still couldn't do anything with it. But yeah, Lamar four interceptions. He's not going to do that in multiple games in a year, I don't think. And his rushing floor is so high that like he's a must start. This is just a bad game, and he still got you thirteen points. What'd you say? Yeah, he got thirteen points and threw four interceptions. Like yeah, you're starting him every week. Yeah. Now, if you have him in Scott Fishbowl, I don't want to know what he scored um, because <laughs> oh, that was probably much, yes, that was much bad. worse. That was bad. Yeah, so, uh, Scott Fishbowl great uh, scores you points based on your completion percentage. Uh, yeah, that and, and interceptions and, cost, are costly. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They are severely penalized. Aren't they four like negative four points? I, I yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're costly. So if so, you, if you throw four interceptions, you're losing sixteen points right there. That's bad. Yeah. All right, so now it's time for top shelf running backs and uh, Hutch. This time we're gonna go you me on top shelf, and then we'll go you me on flats. So right. my top shelf running back is Lombardi Lenny Leonard Fournette, seventeen carries. 100 yards, three touchdowns, 
Seven catches, eight targets, 31 yards, and another receiving touchdown. According to ESPN, he scored 44.1 fantasy points in PPR. Holy cow. Um, I will be the first to admit I don't have a ton of shares of Lombardi Lenny um, just because I I didn't know who the running back was going to be. Um, and and clearly it's it's Lenny in this backfield. So he is killing it with with the the Bucks, and I don't really have much more to add other than if you've got Leonard Fournette and drafted him at value or even just slightly ahead of value, you have been very, very happy this year. Yeah, Leonard Fournette has been a monster this year. Sadly, I was a Ron Jones guy. You know, I, I was a I was a Jones truther. I stuck with him for a lot of the season. I drafted him a lot, and I, you know, consequently faded Lenny a lot, and I didn't get him in many leagues, and it, it's hurting right now. You yeah. know, to have the if fact it makes that, you feel any better, Hutch. Two years ago, I was a Keyshawn Vaughn guy over Ronald Jones. <laughs> okay. That makes me feel a lot better. I still, I still trust Ronald Jones' talent. I still do. But yeah. Leonard Fournette is a clearly better back. Like, it's yeah. just, he's, like, watching him play, he's a very sturdy back. He will yeah. run you over. But he's also decently fast. Like, yeah. he's actually pretty decently fast for his size. He's pretty quick on his feet. and But he will just run, like, just rumble straight through. And yeah, it's, absolutely. it's insane. Absolutely. All right, who's your top shelf this guy? For this week yeah my top shelf running back for this week is elijah mitchell elijah mitchell had 168 yards and a score on 33 opportunities <laughs> i believe 27 carries six targets 33 opportunities unbelievable game from him he's a big reason why the 49ers beat the minnesota vikings and his schedule rest of the season is great jeff wilson looks terrible Elijah Mitchell is someone that could win leagues and he might, you know, give back on that maybe hundred dollars someone spent on him on their fab earlier in the season. <laughs> yeah. I spent like 40, 50. I didn't go to like a hundred, but I spent a lot on him and I was definitely in on him, but nice. Yeah. I'm hoping that rest of the season, he could be a league winner. He's someone that you should definitely, if your trade deadline is not up in dynasty or in redraft, I would go look to trade for him. Because Trey there shouldn't, be not, there shouldn't be trade deadlines in Dynasty. I will die on this hill. Continue. Oh yeah, I have a few. <laughs> I have a few Dynasty things that are already up, which is annoying. But but anyway, Elijah Mitchell. Look, Trey Sermon does not seem like it's it. Like he does not seem like he's it. Unfortunately, you know, uh, Jeff Wilson. It, it might be a one year wonder for him. It doesn't seem like he's it either. Like it seems like Elijah Mitchell is going to be the guy, and he's a very very young back. I, I'm I'm very I'm very just I'm very optimistic about Elijah Mitchell's future with the 49ers and his future for the rest of the season. Yep, totally agree with you. Um, wish I had spent more fab on him than I did. Mm-hmm. But now it's time for flat running backs. And as previously mentioned, mine is Kareem Hunt. Seven carries, 20 yards, one target, two fantasy points. I'm chalking this up to him being back coming back from injury. And this game just being weirdly, weirdly defensive. Mm-hmm. And him just because he's coming back from a severe calf injury that they were just trying to work him in and get him back up and running. And, and that's why he scored so low. Um, I think once he's kind of back up to full health, we'll see where he was pre- prior to um, the injury, which was 
I believe between 14 and 17 points a game, which, you know, that's my yeah, right there. Comes to running backs. Yeah. Yeah. He was great before the injury and he's still clearly not healthy and still not that guy. It, it yeah. just sucks that one target. I saw the play and it was just a missed opportunity there. He could have maybe salvaged somewhat of a fantasy day if he, you know, maybe even took that to the house because he could have. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, all right. Who's your flat? So my flat this week, we talked about him earlier. It's Miles Sanders. Only got nine carries, and I ranted about it earlier. I'm just so disappointed by this Eagles offense by Nick Sirianni. I'm so disappointed. It's just pure disappointment for me. I'm not angry. I'm not frustrated. I mean, I am frustrated, but I'm just so disappointed that the Eagles can't do better. Come Did on. you just hit me with the classic deadline of I I'm did. not mad, I'm just disappointed? I did. I did <laughs> hit him with that. I totally hit you guys with that. I'm just so disappointed at this. I'm just so bad. I'm just so disappointed by Miles Sanders and how he's been playing. He's been playing, he's been playing fine, but it's just for fantasy and the opportunities he's been getting. I'm just so yeah, disappointed. I'm just sad. It makes no sense. <laughs> It makes me frustrated. I'm sorry, man. I just can't. That made me giggle. But yeah, my Um, as I said earlier, I'm not, unless we see something different for the next couple games, I'm not buying him as a viable fantasy start for the next few weeks. I'm putting him on my bench. That that makes sense. Um, I really, like, seriously cannot blame you for that. So uh, let's go with our flat. We're going to flip-flop the order this time. We're going to go flat wide receivers. You start with yours. Yeah, my flat wide receiver for this week is Cortland Sutton with only two catches in this game. And here's a here's a fun fact, right? So, Cortland Sutton, when Jerry Judy's on the field, Jerry Judy's on the field for the full time with four games. Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. averages three targets per game when he's on the field, when Judy's on the field. Three targets per game. And I, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not BSing this. That is what he averages, and he has not one game above four targets. So it's very this consistently year? terrible. Or no, just with Judy on when the field. Judy's in, when Judy's on the field, got it. He's very consistent with how poor he is when Judy's on the field, and he is not startable when Judy's on the field. Like he's just looked like he, they're just not throwing in the ball. It's and here's the reason why Teddy Bridgewater loves it to throw it short, right? And Jerry Judy's mm-hmm. working a lot in those short underneath routes. And he prefers Judy. He just truly prefers Judy. And, well, and Judy's runs, a much better route runner and separator. Yeah, he gets open. And Cortland Sutton is that like, you know, 50-50 ball guy down the field. And he's going to go up and get it. But Terry Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to do that. Teddy Bridgewater is not willing to do that right now. And Cortland Sutton is really struggling because of it. I'm going to drop another. I'm going to do another mic drop. Cortland Sutton's not startable. Until we see something different, I so Three targets it, per game in the last four in the last four games with Judy. It's not that is not something you can start in your fantasy lineup ever. No, it's funny that you mentioned that because I have him in my home dynasty league, mm-hmm. and I think he's a good I, buy in dynasty though for like a rebuild type of team. Because once well, the so I'm like I'm borderline. I'm really yeah. young though, so like I'm I'm like I'm heading towards the playoffs. I don't know if I'll actually make it this year. But I've got him, and he's killing me. Like, I keep starting him in, like, a flex position, and I'm getting one to two points a week. I'm like, good lord. So, yeah, I'm I'm benching him this week in my home dynasty league. I actually love this call. Yeah, so. 
but I love, but I think he's a great buy in Dynasty right now. I think he's a fantastic buy because once the Broncos get a quarterback that's willing to push the ball downfield, mm-hmm. which should be very soon, they're a terrible team. They're likely going to have a higher draft pick. They might trade up. They might get maybe Deshaun Watson. Who knows yep. what that happens? Or even Aaron Rodgers. Who knows what happens, right? Or, you know, honestly, I've seen rumors that they're going to trade, the, the 49ers are going to trade Jimmy G. I'd rather have Jimmy G starting on that team than Teddy Bridgewater right now for Cortland Sutton's fantasy purposes. So Cortland Sutton, he's going to get a better quarterback this offseason. Teddy is not that guy. Yeah. And I I just don't want any part of Cortland Sutton this year, but I want to buy him. If you're a rebuild type of team or if you're a very young team like Shane's in his home dynasty league, you should be going out and buying Cortland Sutton because when a good quarterback comes in, he's going to thrive. He's an elite wide receiver, elite talent. I still think he's a bit better than Judy right now. I Ooh, love really? I love Judy. I am a huge Judy fan, but I'm that much of a Quilton Sun fan. I absolutely love Sun's talent. I think he's an amazing wide receiver. You should hold or buy in Dynasty if you do have him. Maybe okay. if you're very, very win now, I, I wouldn't deal with Sutton. Get him off your team probably. But if you're a rebuild or a team that's very young, I, I like Quilton Sun. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so I'll go quickly on my flat wide receiver. It's Mike Evans. He had a game where he didn't catch a touchdown, so he's here. Three <laughs> catches, five targets, 16 yards. They, I mean, with the line that the stat line that Leonard Fournette had, they didn't need to throw the ball much. I would suck too. At one point in the game, he had yeah. negative points because he had to carry for three yards and a fumble. Yeah, so. I'm just chalking this up really to to more of game script than anything that they just kind of beat the brakes out of, off of them with Leonard Fournette and didn't need anybody else. So yep. I don't expect Evans to be here long. All right, so now we'll do uh, top shelf wide receivers. You'll go first on this one. Um, I do not appreciate your tone on the show sheet, so I'm going to need mm-hmm. you to make up for it, sir. Yeah, I said T. Higgins finally shows something. With 114 yards and a score. I love T. Higgins. T. Higgins was my guy entering this season. And he's okay, there you go. Hardcore. You made up for it. He's disappointed me hardcore this season. He's been like, he's been so boring. Like he yeah. just doesn't present upside and he busts like half his games. Like I'm just not, uh, T. Higgins has not been good. But what I'm liking, see, what I'm liking to see is the targets that he's seeing. The targets that he's seeing is great. This offense has been really heating up. And Jamar Chase has seen less and less targets over the last four weeks. And over the last four weeks, Jamar Chase does not have one 14-point fantasy game. Yikes. Not one over the last four weeks. He does not have one. And over the last two weeks, he's seen nine targets in the last two weeks. His targets have gone way down. But I, I, I'm I'm hoping to start something for T. Higgins. I really am. My fantasy rosters need it badly. Me too. <laughs> My fantasy rosters need it badly. I, will, I love T. Higgins, but man... Finally showing something here. I believe this was his first 20-point game of the season. Am I wrong on that? I feel like I need someone to fact-check uh, me there. Let but, me verify that real quick. Because I feel sure like the first two games, he scored about 15, 16, and then yeah. he got hurt, and yeah. then he scored like 13 or 7, pretty much. So I'm looking at my home dynasty league. It's tiered PPR, so it's a little skewed. Okay. Um, I'll, find from, a, I'll find a normal PPR. But he had 14 and 13 in weeks 1 and 2, was out weeks 3 and 4, seven points in week five, six points in week six, then 10, 13, and 12. By week in week 10, two points against Las Vegas, and then 22 points this week. So, yeah, 
it's probably it's not it shouldn't be too different for PPR. Yeah, in regular, in regular PPR, yeah, he this is first game of twenty points. This is first game above fifteen point eight points. Wow, that's how that's how boring's been this year. It's been bad for Dude, T Higgins managers. I'm trust so me, I know because I like you. I love T Higgins, so I've yeah. got a lot of shares of him. Um, and it's 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 been painful. Yeah, and I'm a Jamar. I was a Mar- Jamar Chase doubter too. So that, oh, I know you were. Oh yeah, you know were were you Jamar Chase like? Were you Jamar oh Chase? yeah, Jamar. Oh, yeah, Ch- I like, was a, me and I think me and John. I think me and John yeah. were hating on Jamar Chase, and yeah, that hasn't worked out so far. But yeah, you you. Can go I on. I won't blame you. You're young. You've still got a lot to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, buddy. Um. Okay, so my top shelf wide receiver is actually a guy who has looked really good the last few weeks. He's looked great. um. And is Great kind man. of at this point pushing Jamar Chase for potentially the best rookie wide receiver this year, I think. And for that's fantasy, maybe. Yeah, for fantasy, definitely. Um, when it comes to actual talent, I still think Jamar Chase is clear cut number one for me. Um, but this is Mr. Jalen Waddle. Nine catches, ten targets. 137 yards, and I believe he had a touchdown as well. He did have a touchdown. Yes, he did have a touchdown. Yeah, I didn't write that is, down on the show sheet. This is four straight games of 10-plus points. He has 16.3, yeah. 10.1, 20.6, 28.7. Yeah, and a lot he's of clearly to his favorite target. Yep, and he's a lot of people consider him, oh, this very boomer bust receiver. Over the last four weeks, he has not been boomer bust. He's been no, very he's there in you, lineups. You said 10.7 was the, the lowest? 10.1 was the 10.1. lowest. 10.1. That, like, I'll take that as a floor. And every when game you've got every other game is 16 plus. Exactly. I, I will take 10 points as a floor when you've got 16 to 20 points as an upside. And this week, I believe he so in PPR, according to ESPN, it he had 28.7. Yeah, I'll take that every good. week. Um, there, yeah, I, I think I actually have him in my work league and I, I've got him sitting on the bench. And I'm like, Shane, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. And his, uh, his schedule the rest of the season actually looking pretty good. The Giants. Are a pretty nice match of the Jets, New Orleans, who got lit up by the Bills, Tennessee, and if you're week 18ers out there, New England, that's not fun. But hopefully you're not playing week 18 like a loser would. But you know, no one don't play in week 18. Hunch. Don't play in week 18, guys. Don't like last year's don't week do 17, it. don't do week 18. That's not yeah. cool. Don't do don't week do 18. Don't Especially because if you have Jalen Wall on your roster, don't do week 18. Don't start him week 18. <laughs> but I love this right. schedule for him. I think he's gonna be a league winner. Awesome. I love it. All right. I'm going to wrap up with my top shelf and flat tight ends because they should be pretty quick for me. And I'm going to let you rock and roll for your uh, top shelf tight end and flat tight end. So my top shelf, he's been here before this season. I'm, I love this kid. I'm glad he's finally having a breakout year and it's Dawson touchdown Knox, as I have nicknamed him. Yeah. We've got to work on a better nickname for that, but three catches, 32 yards, Two tutties and an excellent, excellent turkey leg eating oh, yeah. performance. <laughs> yeah, I love Dawson Knox. He's a player that I actually targeted a decent amount this year in redraft. I was like, if you're in a deeper league of as a flyer, it's a it's a solid pickup there. Dawson Knox could have a nice opportunity here Absolutely. with possible Stefan Diggs regression and just there's an opening in this offense, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And he's worked out this year. I have him in a lot of leagues, honestly, and a lot of waiver our pickups. I got him everywhere. But yeah, Dawson Knox has been fantastic this year. He's been carrying 
some of my teams with his <laughs> two touchdowns a game. He's been carrying some of my teams, but yeah. Yes, Dawson Knox, he's a tight end one now. He's back from his injury. He's healthy. He's a tight end one moving forward. Absolutely. And then my flat tight end, this is going to be this. really... I love this in the show sheet, dude. Really, really quick. Austin Hooper, zero catches on three targets. I hate him. <laughs> I don't know why the Browns paid him so much other than he's a good blocker too, but you do not pay him the number one tight end in football money when he was signed. I don't know if that's still true to have him be a blocker. Yeah, Use him I, in the freaking passing game and Hooper catch the freaking ball. Yeah, man. I'm so done with him. Like, Jeez, you know so. how you feel about miles Sanders, how you're out on him for the rest of the year. You feel I'm out on, Hooper? I am out on Austin Hooper until he's off the Browns. <laughs> until he's off the Browns. Okay. And yeah, even I, then, I'm probably still going to be off of him. Yeah, I, I agree. Austin Hooper, you know, he had his nice shining years in Atlanta. Where he, he was the tight end two on the season before he got traded to the Browns, and now he's just been awful. He's just been flat out awful. And he's just I feel like he would be good if he got the opportunity. I feel like he'd be solid, but it just has not really happened for him. You know, with David Njoku and even Hunter Bryant, at times stealing Harrison uh, Bryant, Harrison Bryant. Sorry, uh, Harrison Bryant stealing targets at times. It's just it just hasn't been fun for Austin Hooper managers this year, and I don't think many people are starting him. But I'm gonna move in here with my top shelf tight end. Look, Rob Gronkowski here with uh, with a stellar performance, no touchdown, but seven catches, 123 yards, and his snap share increased from 59% to 82. So he's back. He's fully healthy, right? There are a lot of concerns, you know, saying, is he fully healthy? You know, is his back okay? Is he okay? He's fine. 82% snap share. You're, he's locked in. He's back. Yep. He's a tight end one moving forward. And then my flat tight end of the week, this is a player who started off very hot. This is a player I've, I was pretty in on this season. I liked a lot, mostly because of my love for Tua Tagovailoa. But Mike Gesicki, Mike Gesicki, <laughs> with only 17 yards in this game, he has one game in a, in a PPR like normal PPR scoring format. Over the last five weeks, he has one game with double-digit points. Ooh. One game. And guess what he scored in that game? 10.00. <laughs> to be fair, in two games, he does have like right around nine and a half. So he's right under that mark in a couple of games. But he's really cooled off. And you know why? It's because Jalen Wall over the last four weeks is playing fantastic football. <laughs> that is exactly why Mike Gesicki's targets have been going down. Jalen Wall's taking over as the number one option for the uh, Miami Dolphins. And Mike Gesicki is... Not fun again for fantasy football, and it's sad. Yeah. It's yes. sad because he's a great tight end. Yes, I agree. But the one – and it's not even really a counter argument, but it's kind of just like, I guess, the silver lining, if you will. If he's getting nine and a half, ten points as a tight end, like we talked about earlier, that's kind of okay. It's not great. It's not what you drafted Gesicki for probably. Yeah. But it's still decent enough that you can get by with it. Yeah, it, it's 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 enough. It's enough yeah. to get you through your week if you if you're like a low end tight end one or streaming tight end guy. If you're a streaming yeah. tight end guy, you get 9 points. You're pretty happy with that, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps this bad boy up. All right. Yeah, man. It was and that wraps up this episode of Fantasy Nightcap. Hutch, thank you so much again for coming on. I had a blast. 
I found out that you like a lot of the same players I do, which makes me feel really great about your future and mine. <laughs> um, but thanks again for coming on and, and for being flexible. Sorry for keeping you up so late on a school night. Um, hopefully your parents won't be too mad at me for that. Um, <laughs> but before we go, r- wrap us up by letting us know where people can find you on Twitter, any other social media, and then anything else that you want to plug that you've got coming out in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, yeah, thank uh, thank you, Shane, so much for having me on. I, I really do appreciate it. it. You know, means a lot. It was a blast. It was a great show. I'm very, very pumped. It was just a fantastic show. I'm glad to get all this fantasy football talk out. I haven't gotten to all day, and you know, my parents are definitely not happiest that I'm up at eleven o'clock at night recording with you. But you know, it's all good, man. We we're good. I can stay up. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Shane, for bringing me on. You all can follow me on Twitter at TYFMNFL. You know, Shane mentioned it at the beginning of the show. You can also follow me on TikTok at that same handle. I recently just got a new TikTok account out, and I'm going to start making content out there, you know, two, three times a week, making quick videos, just giving out fantasy, some extra little bits of fantasy football advice, help you win the championships you need. And you can find the Young Fantasy My Football podcast, which is a podcast I host. You can find that pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. And yeah, that's really it. Thank you, Shane, for letting me say that stuff. I really do appreciate it. Awesome, man. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Um, like I've said before on on Twitter and in our DMs, you have a bright, bright future ahead for already getting out and, and doing this content as a 15-year-old. So I'm really proud of you for, for taking that step out of your comfort zone and what my comfort zone would have been at your age. Like this is awesome. You are awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Um, make sure you guys follow this show account at fantasy nightcap on Twitter. Make sure you like, and subscribe to our YouTube page, which is the fantasy football collective, who you can also follow on Twitter at FF underscore collective collective is K O L L E C T I V. And this is the fantasy nightcap where we serve you fantasy advice straight No chaser. Cheers.